Hi, hi, y'all. Hope you're having a great day and hope you're in the mood for a very fluffy episode. I have a fun video actually coming out later this week to accompany a blog post and this episode, and it has a lot of information that you'll hear in the episode, so be sure to be following the Instagram for that. But I just loved recording this mini episode because, as I mentioned, I don't think I'm like this pro-level, good at makeup, but I definitely put a lot of time, I think maybe more than most people do, to learn about it. And I've had sweet times in my life where I've done bridal makeup, bridesmaid makeup, and then a lot of sweet girls makeup for prom. And I just feel like in those times, I really think, really thought, fully through my steps and why I do it. So this episode kind of mimicked that and brought all these warm fuzzies to the surface. And you know, one thing I mentioned early on in the episode is about building good habits. And it's not that putting on makeup is a good habit per se, but honestly, it's not a bad one. Just even when I talk about building a good base, I'm talking about the right skincare and why my skincare routine is important. And I feel like it's not always more is more. And it's really more about being consistent. So with all this being said, it was such a joy to record this episode and it's a lot of me just tangenting about what's currently going on in my life which is this horrible eye issue which I'll talk about so if you're a little like eh, about eye issues you might not want to listen to today's episode but if you want to hear about what's currently going on with my 35 week pregnant self it is eye issues but also the joy of talking of makeup so enjoy today's episode Okay, I'm so excited to talk about what's in my makeup bag. It's very fun. And if we were able to be in person, me and you, I would just physically hand you my makeup bag and talk about all these products. And when I was thinking about this episode, it reminded me of the couple times recently that I've gone shopping with, one time it was with my sister-in-law Molly, another time it was with my best friend Kaylin, and I just feel like as I walked through Sephora, I just have all this information in my head about makeup products. And it's because I love it. It's not because I necessarily think I'm that good at makeup. I think I actually just truly love the art of makeup. I love the whole idea of different products, and it's really fun to see how the beauty industry is being innovative with fun new things and all these different trends and all the fun things. But I will say that makeup obviously is in the eye of the beholder. So whatever I use might not work for you. But with that being said, how fun is it to watch someone do their makeup? Like I remember in college loving the whole idea of walking to a friend's room and getting ready with her. So again, that's where the idea of today came from. But there's not really much I can actually do except for if we could say in person and do this type of thing together. So I am just going to talk you through kind of my steps. I'm going to definitely include a blog post with this that you'll see linked through the Instagram that will help you be able to see what I'm actually doing. And also I'll say what I can pride myself on is that there's some things that I splurge a little more on, but a lot of things I just get straight from the drugstore. And also, like I said, there's some things that work for you that won't work for me and vice versa. But I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I am a person who gets up every day and puts on makeup. And some people just giggle at me for that. I know I've had friends in the past who I have gifted makeup to and they're like, okay, but I'm not going to wear it every day. And that's fine. Everybody is different and everybody has things that they like to spend time on and like to spend money on. And I personally just love makeup. And in different times in my life, as I've moved, as I've had kids, as I've been working, not working, 
it doesn't really matter. I just love the act. It kind of wakes me up in the morning. It gets me going for the day. So you'll rarely see me without makeup. But at the end of the day, I also kind of hope that you don't really notice my makeup, if that makes sense. And with all that being said, I feel like the Lord is funny because as I'm sitting down to record this episode, I am currently working through a sty on my eye. I don't know if y'all have had styes before. This is my first sty of my whole life. And my eye doctor said that he's actually shocked that this is my first sty of my whole life for two reasons. Number one, I apparently have very oily eyelash beds, which, ew, I'm sorry, TMI, but I'm like, okay. What does that mean? I also think I have very oily nail beds. That's what nail people have told me, which is why sometimes gel polish doesn't stay on as much, which is why I do dip polish. That's for another episode. That being said, so the idea that I have these oily eyelash beds combined with the fact that I wear contacts, so therefore I am touching my eyes at least once a day, twice a day, I guess. And then also I wear makeup every day. So there's a lot of opportunity for bacteria and clogged pores in your eye to happen. And the fact that I've gotten this far with only having this one sty of my whole life is pretty good. So a couple things to note about styes. If you've ever had a sty before, you know, there's not much you can do except for warm compress, like from a home standpoint. You definitely don't want to touch it or try to do anything to it other than a warm compress. And I was just using a wet washcloth that I would heat up, but my eye doctor actually got me this eye mask that heats up and you're supposed to do it for about 30 minutes, but up to three times a day. And I will tell you, being this much pregnant and being told you have to put on this eye mask, which makes it completely dark, lay down in bed, and it's going to heat up very delicately, but definitely warm up your eye area on both sides because it's a full eye mask. And you have to do that three times a day. I'm like, oh my gosh, where do I sign, seal, deliver this thing? Because I am thankful for 30-minute nap three times a day. So what I've been doing is I've been getting up and in the morning, I'll do that before Christopher and I have our quiet time. And then I'll do it once during nap time and then once right before bedtime, which by the way, little side tip, if you have trouble falling asleep, just get one of these heated eye masks because it sends you straight to bed. Like I've actually thought when my parents come and visit, I want them to try it out because I think they'll take killer naps if they're wearing this heated eye mask. So, but yeah, okay. I don't know why this is like derailing to a sty episode. Yes, I have this sty and I feel like it's very funny because I want to sit down and talk about makeup, but this has been probably the longest I've gone without wearing makeup. And I've had to wear my glasses, which I'm a person who wears contacts. I've worn contacts since I was in seventh grade. And so I don't typically wear glasses outside of the house, maybe in the morning over a cup of coffee, but not much past there. And I also just think maybe my glasses prescription's a little off because wearing it this long is just, oh, giving me a headache. And yes, I can't wear makeup, which it's just funny that I'm sitting here talking about makeup and I'm not wearing makeup right now. But alas, that's how it sometimes the cookie crumbles. So, okay. So when I think about my makeup bag, I always, and I've talked to this before, I always start with a good base. So hydrated skin is going to be the most important thing for making your skin look good. If you don't have hydrated skin, but you have the most amazing makeup products, your makeup's going to look bad. Does that make sense? And what I've always said is that lotion is very much skin specific. So one person to the next, you can't just simply classify as like, I'm a dry person so therefore this lotion works it's very specific to your skin so find the right lotion that's for you and you should always put on lotion in the morning always put on spf in the morning but right before you put on your makeup 
put on lotion again. That's gonna be the best primer for you. Now, I typically go in with a second primer just because I wear makeup all day, and so a gripping primer, there is an e.l.f. Uh, gripping primer, there's a milk gripping primer that I both use, but at the end of the day, if you're using lotion, that's gonna be the best primer because the whole idea is it's priming your skin for the makeup. So lotion's gonna be the best thing for that at the end of the day, but there are a lot of primer options. And that being said, I do technically wear almost two more primers, which sounds a little excessive now that I'm saying it out loud. When I wrote it down, it didn't seem too bad. But after I put on my primer, my lotion, I am putting on these little bronzy drops and they are great, y'all. I actually had a friend just ask me, she's like, do you self-tan every day? Like, what does your skin color actually look like? I do. I self-tan a lot. And how I justify it is because I wear sunscreen a lot. I definitely did a lot of damage to my skin in high school when I was a lifeguard. I was very much sitting in the sun all summer trying to just get as tan as possible and loving a good burn. And so I feel like I got to make up for it now. And I also, I don't know if y'all are sitting and rolling your eyes collectively with me, but it's like what 30-year-old is not talking about. Like, oh, now it's time to work on my skin. But here I am. So I use these little bronzy drops and they just provide a little glow to my skin. And I really think any wide range of skin base your skin color is, it's still going to look beautiful on you because it provides such a bronzy glow to you. I also think you should minimize, maximize how much you're actually using where I tend to use a lot. But then on top of these bronzy drops, this primer and lotion, I'm also adding, there is a Charlotte Tilbury, it's called Flawless Filter. Everybody's been using it. There's actually an e.l.f. dupe for it. Again, I'll link this all in the blog post, but this provides such a cool sheen to the skin, very much in the eye of the beholder. So if you are someone that deals with a lot of oiliness, you might not want to add continual extra sheen to your skin where that's something that I always aim for. I love have like a very highlighted, very glowy looking face. Then I go in with my concealer, really emphasize it under my eyes. I'm not going to be the person that has the super bright under eye, but I definitely want to cover up these little bit of, you know, sleepiness, dark circles that come with being a sweet mom. And the biggest thing I've done recently is when I put on my concealer, don't immediately blend it in. Just go ahead and move on to something else that isn't going to, you know, touch it. If it's working on your eyebrows or going ahead and doing eyeshadow, whatever you do that won't touch the concealer. I have found that most concealers do better if you don't just immediately freshly put it on the skin and then immediately blend it out. Give it a second to get a little tacky or oxidize a tiny bit so you can know how much you want to actually blend it out. So what I typically do is I move on to my liquid blush, which I'm a big blush fan. I have lots of liquid blushes. I will link all of them from Glossier to there's a Pixie dupe to I have Kaya Beauty, which is like a Korean beauty brand. But usually after I get through my liquid blush or sometimes liquid bronzer, I will then go ahead and set my under eye. And it just gives, like I said, a chance for that concealer just to get a little bit thicker and so it doesn't blend away so quickly. Then I move to more of like the setting of my face. And so that's where I'm moving into my powder products where I'll use a blush, a highlight, and another bronzer typically. And then I will usually take that bronzer and move that through my eyelids and so that I can kind of make a cohesive, you know, color through my whole face. And then I'm loving, really focusing on my eyebrows recently. I have not been someone that I think people would ever have eyebrow envy for, but I just love eyebrows so much. They're such a great frame to the face. And I think there's something that people forget about often. And it's funny how trends change and how what we tend to focus on changes because if I walk out the door and I have haven't put a little bit of eyebrow gel or something in my eyebrows, I feel like I look like a wild mess or I just like look in the mirror and I'm like, ugh, it's just there's something off. It's almost like I'm not wearing mascara. And it's funny to think about for the people who were there in the 90s or whatever, the overplucked eyebrows 
that will never hopefully be ever back in. But I also don't love like the overly bushy eyebrows. I think there's a happy medium of just looking natural. And so I typically use some sort of brow freeze, a brow product, and I like to add a pencil in so I can kind of decide how I want my eyebrows to look and really fill in the patchiness, but then use some sort of eyebrow gel that allows them to stay in place all day. What's funny is recently I've been using hair gel in my eyebrows more on that later, but I just think it's very funny that what's the real difference? It's a type of hair, I guess, and it does hold it in place. As long as you're not like going and having like the hardest workout of your life and letting the hair gel just like melt into your eyeballs, then it's actually a really great idea for someone who doesn't want to spend a lot of money on an eyebrow gel and you happen to have some sort of hair gel or it's really just a lot cheaper than eyebrow gel. So just a little something there. Then I will, let's see. So I'm typically not a eyeliner or mascara person on the bottom lashes. That's a very much a funny thing that I've never done my whole life. And I know everyone else does. It's very funny to think about like why I do certain things. I think someone just taught me to not do it when I was in middle school. And so I've just never done it. So if I am going to put eyeliner on, I'm going to put it on the top, but most typically I don't use eyeliner. I just use mascara. So I'll curl my eyelashes, use some sort of eyelash primer. And for me, I just feel like this builds up my mascara. So it's thicker, longer, lasts better. And I've used the same mascara, gosh, probably my whole life, just my whole life. And I'll, I'll tag it all. But again, it's like a drugstore Maybelline, I'm pretty sure. And then I can't walk out of the house without doing something on my lips. And so most days I use the Laneige, which, which is like a mask, um, Laneige lip mask. And it's very glossy, very shiny, but I do love a color on my lips. It just depends on what I'm doing with the day. But I also did get sucked into the Hailey Bieber skincare line and I have her lip peptide glazing something, something. And it actually is really good. I don't know. I think people have a lot of opinions about it, but I personally, I just like her. I like her. I like Justin Bieber, as y'all know. So that's how I, that, that's how I finish my makeup of the day, you know, and with my lips. And, you know, this is like a very like middle of the road. Like obviously sometimes I play it up and sometimes I'm just putting on a little bit less version of that because I'm going straight to Zumba and probably going to sweat it off. But it's just really interesting to hear how people do their makeup differently. And like I said, very funny that I'm choosing to talk about this on a week that I can't wear makeup, which is so funny. And I'm just very done wearing these glasses. But the, you know what? The other thing I was going to say is the doctor was like, if you weren't pregnant, I would quickly give you like a steroid shot or give you some sort of antibiotic, but we're not going to do that today. So he said, my hope is that by the time this baby gets here, which currently I'm sitting here, what, five weeks from now? So in five weeks, you're hoping that's when this dye relieves. I mean, I am not going to wear these glasses for five weeks. I just can't. But also it would make me very sad to be walking into the hospital with this dye still on my eye. I mean, it's to the point where like, as I'm driving, I feel like it's like impeding my vision. It's hard because it's just so horrible and it's unsightly and it's just frustrating. So that being said, it will probably be over soon. And this will be one of those little like seasonal, very momentary stress things. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I had that sty and that was really annoying. And now I have a baby and don't like sleep at all. But hopefully this will get over soon enough and not in five weeks. But yeah, so this has been the what's in my make bag slash sty episode. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Okay, so I'm so sorry that I had this huge tangential part of this episode about my eye troubles. But y'all, if you know, you know that eye issues are just horrible. It really reminds me of how a toothache that just has this constant pain and it's just enough frustration that it slowly makes you feel crazy all day 
I am just so ready to be over with this eye issue. But like I said, be looking out for a video component to accompany this episode as well as a blog post. And also I'm just gonna go ahead and re-tag an old blog post that I did about bridal makeup because I think that'd be fun. And I'll definitely keep y'all updated on baby progress and potentially maybe sty progress. So be sure to be following the MNOF Instagram and check out the blog and videos tagged on the everymomneedsafriend.com website. Also, I've mentioned this before, but I have some listeners who are overseas. So if you're one of those fun listeners, please email me or DM me so that I can chat with you. And as always, thanks for loving on me by listening. Y'all are the best. Talk soon. Bye.